Jeez, mate. You know the rules. What's that? Shut up on intro. There's no fucking rules, mate. <laughs> fucking rules. You, you rule follow you. You, you, you of all people did it say to someone that they need to follow rules. I don't follow rules. Yeah, that's that's my point. Why well, follow rules? Well, we live in a society. Ah, stuff society. Hey, you know what? Speaking of society, I wasn't going to bring this up, but... Yeah, I'm looking at this traffic out here. Do you know what grinds my fucking gears? When people decide they want to turn against the flow of traffic in the morning or in the Arvo and peak hour. Those people deserve bad things in their life. You know, like you pull up to a street, it's not a main road, and there's a lineup of people, and traffic's going into town, and everyone's turning left, and then the prick in front of you flicks on that right indicator, like, ah, oh, for God's sake, I'm going to be here for fucking nine hours, because he wants to cross all this traffic to turn right. No, mate, you go left, do a yui, and then go right. Don't fuck everyone's day up by sitting here for an hour. Happened to me this morning, obviously. Big fucking deal. Get over it, mate. Look, there's other cars on the road. Nah, fuck them. Etiquette. Go left. Don't hold everyone else up. Etiquette. You're never going to get across. Oh, etiquette. How many times do you sit there and go, oh, this prick. When nah, you're etiquette. never going to get across, mate. Is, ah. it, is it legal to make a right-hand turn where he was... <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm just, I'm just asking. Because you say about etiquette. Because cricket lovers go on about fucking cricket, cricket etiquette with, like, man-cat and stuff. No. You're allowed to do it in the rules. So you can fucking do it. I can't wait for the day when you're sitting there and some prick turns right and you're like, no, no, it's all right. Well, we'll wait here for him. He's allowed to turn right. We'll wait nine hours because you, you inconsiderate prick, didn't realise I'll go left and then go right and do a U. I don't know one person. I don't know. Actually, I know one person because they don't like turning right. So they take the next left and the next left and so they go straight. (laughs) Who? Name. Name, shame. (laughs) <laughs> I'm not shaming them I like them So <laughs> Yeah so you know one person that what? That does that But apart from her I don't know anyone That would turn left And do a U-turn Instead of turning right Mate Everyone If you're sitting a- there Everyone does If you're it. going on South Road And you go right I need to go right here First of all I might go down to a street Where there's a set of lights And then I can go right Instead of pulling up And sitting there Trying to get across a main road and turn the opposite way of where it's all flowing. Which road did this... Which road... Just quietly... Right next to your bloody pub here this morning. Right by you, just here, whatever this street is. Angus Avenue. Angus Avenue. There's five cars all going left and it's taken a while to go left because all the traffic's going into South Road. And then this prick in front flicks on the right indicator. You can't even go on the inside of them. That's very different to how you explained it. What do you mean? Well, you said it was like when, you, when you're turning against the traffic. Yeah. Well, that's turning onto a main road. I thought you were... No, you turning were like, onto the main road against the flow of traffic. Right. Especially at peak hour in the morning. You just sit there and go, you dickhead. Well... You weren't going to be here for fucking nine hours because you want to turn right. Well, I reckon... Fuck them. I reckon uh, in a couple of months' time, we've been here at the pub for 30 years. It's not just this road. No, 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 no. But I reckon if you... If you ask BT, he would tell you for 30 years he's been saying this street out here should be no right turn. Yes. 
Mainly because there's I've seen almost seven. You see, on a Friday, if you come here for a Friday knockoff, you're bound to see a yep. near accident there because yep. people just pull out and they go, oh, "Fuck, I can't go. I'm just going to floor it and almost neck myself." Anyway, anyway, we've spoken for five minutes on, on fucking utter shit. Well, I'm just delaying the inevitable. What's that? Talking about, uh, uh, well, talking about what? Talking about an absolute brilliant show on Saturday, the second annual Caesar and the Publican Cup. <sighs> And uh, spoils go to the victor. Who won? Look, I can't I, recall. I, can you, you know what won? Can you let know? I, I know what won. Cricket. Cricket, Cricket won. <laughs> So team, team Caesar capitulated. Absolutely. Well, we, we, look, we, I wouldn't say capitulated. Shut the bed? No. Just didn't show up? Just beaten by a better, a better classier outfit, I think. Well... Maybe maybe a couple of players, but I'll tell you what, I've never in my lifetime, in any form of cricket, whether it be backyard, beach, professional, amateur, have I seen someone drop three catches in three balls, and then I thought I'd whip the camera out just to have a laugh and point out, look at this dickhead, he's dropped three. He then proceeded to drop the next ball that came to him. So that was four now, in a row. Now, I'd say that would be... Harry White was be- talking about, by But the that way. would be believable... If it was me dropping them. <laughs> but a bloke that plays fucking cricket. Come on. Hey, Gary Kicker at a quite a high level too. And number one number one pick. Number one pick. And uh yeah, he, the old pie floater, <laughs> Harry White. He, he pie floater. <laughs> the only thing that dropped quicker than his catches was his rankings. If we did a redraft, whew. I don't know. <laughs> first, first ball of the day, he, he dropped pretty quick. When TK absolutely smashed that one into his shoulder, Midwood into his gut. It was uh, he had a good day. He was enter- he was entertainment plus Whitey, all for not for the right reasons. Yeah, or not bowling, not for what he consider right reason. Just making everyone piss themselves. Mm. But uh, we'll put up a little highlights package uh, later in the week to show you all the events that went on. If you followed our Instagram page, the story was quite entertaining, as most people message. But um, there was some there was some comedy gold and. Looking forward to sharing that with you. I don't want to talk too much more about the fact that the man of the match board went to... Um, oh, who did it go to? Oh, I can't recall. No? No. He's got a funny spelt first name. <sighs> she had a bird on one of the apps the other day. said... <laughs> <laughs> her, her thing was... Would what, you? What apps do you speak of, what, sir? Uh, oh, one of those. One of those ones, you know. Um... Would you believe me if I said my father wrote my name, uh, spelt my name wrong on my birth certificate? And I'm like, I hear you, darling. <laughs> <laughs> we both have illiterate fathers. Anyway, it was a great day. We'll share the highlights, but uh, yeah, next year we might do a live stream for it. I reckon. Should we do like a? We'll set up the whole day. Oh, like a live stream. Put up a camera and everyone can stump cam, check, stump cam, and, and a bit of behind the bowler arm, but. Yeah, great day, everyone involved. So uh, we'll we'll send the highlights package out and you'll have a look. But also what happened on the weekend, well, it wasn't really the weekend because they smashed it all into two days, was the trials that weren't trials, but they were televised. They were definitely trials. No, no, no. Match simulation games, they were all called. That's why they were saying periods, not quarters, that we found out. Yeah, because some games had 113 periods. And a bit misleading when I watched the, the Geelong game and at the end of it I was like, oh, yeah, Geelong had a good win. Then I see a post later on that it was like uh, 210 to 160. What the, what the fuck happened in that last quarter? I don't know. They played eight quarters, which a few teams did. But 
some interesting results. Yes, they're trials, but still. Um, sides weren't exactly playing uh, weakened sides because if they were playing those seven-quarter games, they were playing their best 22 uh, for the first The games quarters. that I saw, I was like, hmm, that's a pretty good side. Like, like Geelong's side mm. was... Geelong's side, they, they were humming very well. Yes, they were playing Hawthorne, but... I think still. they played St Kilda, didn't they? No, Melbourne played St Kilda champ. Geelong played Hawthorne at uh, Cardinia Park. GMHPA Stadium. Whatever, they've had more more names. Oh, actually, it is Cardinia Park, yeah. More names in the last 10 years than. Hot dinners? No, no. I was going to say, what's the Kardashian dad? (laughs) Caitlin. Anyway, um, there was some some good performances. Melbourne just flicked the switch after half time, I think, or in the first quarter, too. Kind of is a huge breeze. How's some of those goals off two steps from a lot of players? How's some of the camera work of some of those games? And commentary. <laughs> so some people were like, Who, who's commentating? I think they were just run by club media people mm. for each of them. But, uh, <laughs> the Gold Coast game had the work experience kit on the camera. Well, they, well, it t- they were at... Uh, they had to actually Google where the Gold Coast training facility was and... When they got there, they probably realised we can't even set up a camera here. It's that it's that suburban. Um, what was your biggest surprise of the uh, tr- match sims? Match sims. Well, uh, Adelaide going to Perth and beating Fremantle at Coburn would have been a shock to everyone, but it wasn't a shock to me. Cockburn. Coburn. I know, but it's, I always do laugh when I go there. It's Cockburn. Um, wasn't a shock to me, but but. Everyone else in the world would have been shocked. But when when um, when Freo kicked the first three, I thought, ugh, ugh. It's be a whitewash, but yeah. Adelaide played good footy. Mm. Um, one player that uh, everyone is is much maligned and people don't know where he's going to play. I, I cannot see him playing Sample all year or at all with the way Matthew Crouch. Matthew Crouch. No way does he play. Sample. And and. Uh, even in that first quarter, in the after those early Frio goals, he was really good in the back half of the first quarter. Yeah. Sorry, first period. Is it the fact that um, whatever they had an issue with, he's fixed it, or he's just gone? No, nah, I'm sticking up all your asses, and I'm gonna oh. play out my final year. And then uh, when I'm you say sure. oh, I'll resign, you'll say fuck off. He's, I'll go. He's, he's an AFL footballer. He's what he'd been a competitor all his life, as far as sport goes. And he's just going, huh, stuff this. I'm, mm. I've been pigeonholed. I'm going to change my game. And, and I'm, I'm going to prove that... Looked leaner. Yeah. Looked uh, his, his trademark tree stump legs. He looked slightly shaved back. Yeah. I thought he looked a lot... Tell you who do, does look lean. Sam Berry. Oh, yeah. Wowzers. Rochelle's pipes. He's gone on the old Mexican supplements over summer and done a few curls. <laughs> Tell you what, it, if he's not kicking goals on the field, he'd be kicking goals off the field. <laughs> Good-looking rooster. Good-looking rooster. He's just just hit the old creatine over summer and, uh, yeah. Hey, 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 hey. Creatine's not bad. Is it? Depends which one you get. Oh. Wada approved, Asada approved. There's some sort of creatines you can have, so I'd assume. There's that oh. many things. Oh, so it's approved, but you're only assuming that it's approved. There'd be certain levels of things, like protein powders, they... they you can get certain stuff on the counter that will be like perfect, but you go on your Sada's website. Nah, 
banned because it's got 0.12 milligram of this shit. Anyway, um, <laughs> Adelaide, Adelaide looked good. Melbourne looked good. Who looked terrible? St Kilda didn't look good. <laughs> Port got beaten by West Coast. I didn't even hear. I didn't even know that. Of course, I knew that happened. That was hilarious. It's uh, it, it's not a it's not a good time if you go to because Port and Crows are over there for a week. Yeah. If, if you go over there and you come back with two losses, you spend a week in Perth. It's hot as fuck. <laughs> you haven't slept in your own bed, and you got to come back and come to round one. Not the best start. I still can't understand how Adelaide and Port were summons to fr- to WA for nine days. Is what it is. Well, uh, but were they? Well, that's um because these match simulation things may have been no, uh, no the AFL ones, which is this week, yeah, were set in stone. Yeah, so last yeah. week's ones were club organised. Yeah, wow, well, who knows? I, I'd, yeah, you'd think Port would have played the Crows here, so they don't have to fucking travel. But no, nah, we'll go. To they were going to Perth anyway. Well, let's spend an extra nine days there. I can't understand that. Why you'd want to be over there another week, uh, for the week, when you're playing your round one clash in, oh, how long now? 14 days? 15 days? I can smell it. But really, they only, but they only, they'll only spend nine days here in total, won't they? Well, they got there on the Thursday. Thursday. Played on the Friday. Yeah. I think they play, well, they play tomorrow, both of them. Night, one of them might be earlier. Yeah, so it's a week today since they Got since they left. Yeah, and then they'll fly out Saturday. I wouldn't think. Or fly out Friday night. Or yeah, yeah. So it's it. I mean, it doesn't sound like much, but on the eve of your footy season, to be interstate first. How long have we got until round one? I literally just said I think it's fifteen days. Oh, so can't you smell it? So you not you don't take in what I say, do you? Probably not. No, I wouldn't have thought. Um, <laughs> support would have... Would, while the everyone, everyone says when their team loses, it's just a trial game. And then when you beat a good side, everyone goes, it's just a trial game. But they don't play these games for fucking nothing. You've got to take stuff out of it. As a Port supporter, yeah, you wouldn't be pumped about that, would you? A side that was getting belted in their own backyard all year last year... Mm. Um, Run over have, them quite easily. Well, who, not easily, but... Who have claimed to be better and Schofield said on his podcast that, that you know... They're definitely going to be a side this year that you're watching closely going, this they could go anywhere. They could bottom out again or they could make the eight because mm. they do have a, a fucking good list. They've got an old list. Yeah. Um, but my... Uh, the takeaway from the St Kilda-Melbourne game, um, St Kilda at one point just couldn't even get it over halfway. Mm. Even when they had the win, they weren't going deep enough. They they were getting chopped off by um, the seven hundred ruckmen that um, Melbourne had. And <laughs> Did, uh, and now I know it's early mm. and and not a great not a great sample size. But do the naysayers with the Grundy Gorn situation have to peg back a bit? Uh, not yet, but I can't. Me personally, I can't see it being anything other than you're pretty biased. Though. No, I just think <laughs> you put the you, they're, they're not just two ruckmen that can only ruck. You got two ruckmen. They both go take, forward and they, both they take go good forward. grabs and kick offs. But the thing that that is the the biggest thing from they can sit back and be a kick out yeah. and and chop off because they both have great hands. And a ruckman ch- with good hands and is chop off and and chop off not like chopping out 
mm. randomly and sporadically where all of a sudden Ruckman go, shit, which one am I on? Yeah. You're a Ruckman, you go, do I go forward and man him or do I come back? Or And then a coach has to go, right, do, you, do we sit our Ruckman back with him? Yeah. But then it releases the other one to just float around. Having them both on the ground at the same time is going to give teams headaches. But there are going to be games, like when it's wet or something like that, where it is going to go against them. But um, time will tell. It's that's going to be something good. But that, it, that it'll is be interesting it, to see how it affects the rest of the team makeup. You know, are they playing a a key short mm. like elsewhere, like because because of it? Or well, you saw McDonald went back mm. as well. So so their back line, you had May and Lever Which essentially playing the two loose wank factor. Words I hate, but the two loose quarterback roles where they just chop off and then set up. Which I don't know shit from Clay, but I reckon McDonald's a defender, not a forward. Uh, when he's on as a forward, like that year when he did play forward, he was almost unstoppable. One, yeah. I mean, kick fifty or fifty-five goals. Yeah, but his best ever, his best ever year was as a defender, mm. and then went forward and had his best ever year though. Yeah, <laughs> so but, w- but it wasn't as good as the previous year. As a defender. With McDonald, though, I don't think he's a bloke. The, he's, remember when Brian Lake, you'd throw him forward and he'd kick a couple of goals, like instantly, and then you'd throw him back. Yep. Or there's some players who could go forward. Can actually swing like, swing yeah. and get the job done. I don't think McDonald is a, hey, we're struggling, get back. Or, mate, we're struggling for go forward. I think yep. he's a guy that either has to be That's a defender my role. all year. That's my role. Yeah. Yeah. Or be a forward all year, because he takes a while to get into the roles. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, St Kilda didn't look good. Pooh. Uh-huh. Pooh. Who? Yep. They. Um, I, I would like to change my prediction of of my wooden spooner. Oh, really? You're gonna? You can't, you can't go from. Yeah, I know spoon. you. Uh, 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 you fucking can. <laughs> if you if you shit, you shit. Hello, Wesco. Um, but the, the the glaring thing was how important um, their tall timber is, because with um, oh fuck, what's the twin? Um, King Sorry A little bit of dementia there I can't tell um, you which King But With King gone They look Lost Oh guys. shit oh, No worries um, With King uh, gone They look extremely Lost going forward They just didn't have that tall target Because They were just bombing it on him All year And uh, And you could tell When they were going forward When he wasn't there They almost didn't know what to do So If King's out for longer than They are predicting their start to the season could be absolutely diabolical if they don't figure out their forward line quickly. And Ross, the boss, whew, he's going to have a sh- he's going to have a slow start to the year. Yeah. He um is he has he bitten off a bit more than he can chew? Ross, the fact that he's just an egotistical nightmare, he he would say no, but. Uh, I've always said I don't think their list is anywhere near as good as people talk it up to be. They've got not. They've gotten some of the money they're spending on on o- slightly okay players. players. Yeah. That. Yeah, I don't. I, don't, I mean, I think Crouch will probably be their best player this year. Yeah. Not Jack or Steel. But Crouch isn't going to get. Steel's going to get the tag, or Steel's going to get what, the. the what's one, the other one Johnny one. Mullet bloke? Sinclair? Yeah, but, I mean, he's playing a role that's <laughs> not for me to say, but when you're just the loose half-backman or, or or running off half-backman, that's not really the hardest position to play. Anyone can really play that, and you can shut them down if you need to, too. 
someone like um, Steele is tough because he tackles, he gets the hard ball, gets he gets yeah. possession around the ground. Crouchy, bit of the same thing. But yeah, I don't. I was St Kilda. There'd be worrying signs already um, for them. But um, yeah, at least I was watching a bit of footy. There was a bit of footy to watch on, on um, Friday. You say about St Kilda. Mm-hmm. Um. So Rowan Marshall, clearly one of the better rucks mm. in the league. But. And obviously he's got Steele and uh, Crouchy there. But can you name another name? Like in the midfield? Or no, just on the rest of the rest of the paddock. Like you say, Kings out. Oh, with their elite. There's, there's yeah. I know. Yeah, I, I, I think. Um, yeah, I'm. Uh, unless, but. Ross Lyon previously, did he take a, a side that had a bit of bits and pieces and do well? No, his no. side was pretty... No, he's had... He's, <laughs> he's, taken over, he's taken over two sides that were Yeah, Del prime. Santo, Goddard, Rewall, uh, Luke Ball. You had uh, Kent, you had all these defenders. When, like, when he wide-handed uh, Harvey and went to Fremantle. Yeah. The, the, the list was Cherry Wright Cherry ready Wright. to go. So... Um, yeah, I don't know. They're going to be one that is going to be... I think it's going to be a tougher year than they think they're going to have this year. Um, but Geelong looked humming early. Mm. Uh, Melbourne looked good. Uh, Adelaide looked good. Sydney had internal, didn't they? No. Uh, <sighs> Who'd they play? No, they played Brisbane and got done. Yeah. But that was just a standard four-quarter game. Brisbane's Guernsey looked elite. The old Bears. Oh, absolutely elite. But this, You know how they had this... The merger that they they had, they mm. should have gone right for home games. Bears, like just Queensland game Bears. Any away game, Fitzroy's Guernsey, and not that made up one that you uh, brought to my attention. Going Fitzroy never had a line on the front, and I was like, yeah. oh, but it looks like the Fitzroy Guernsey, Fitzroy colours, but they had the F- FFC yeah, monogram monogram on the front, and and it's part of the constitution of the new club that there must be a line on the jumper. It wasn't a line on the old one. It wasn't a line on any jump. I'm like... <laughs> I, reckon the, I reckon the Fitzroy people, you'd probably get... Even though they do have a lot of them following, you might have a few going, ah, no, I can go to the game and watch my Fitzroy club then if they actually have the Fitzroy Guernsey in Victorian games. Mm. Anyway, that's another story. But um, we had a few, few games to watch, but you can't take as much out of it because there wasn't real games. This week, we actually have the four-quarter games. So no more periods. We can say quarters. Actual actual games. Yeah, no, there's the second period, third period. No, I remember watching that in the commentary. I'm like, period? What the fuck? What? This is an NBA. What the fuck are we talking about? Why isn't a quarter? And then and I had no, when you asked that, I you had no idea either. Oh, it was and it was an hour later, <laughs> and I'm like, it even says uh, period on the screen. What the yeah. fuck's going on? And, and all of a sudden they're like, oh, we'll be back with the next period. And I'm like, hang on, we've already played four. Like what? So uh, four, four games this week, but um, one of the big things uh, we was brought to my attention and then was also shared is the amount of captain changes this year. Do you know how many there was? Couple. Couple. Um, one that matters. Let's go with nine. 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 Nine captain changes. Uh, nine clubs have changed captain. I can't recall there ever being. It's a lot. 
that it's many. Half, it's, half, it's half the league, Luke. And we have uh, two clubs which have gone by the uh, stupid wank factor policy of co-captains. Uh, that is North Melbourne, who has... Simpkin and Davis. McDonald. No, it's a McDonald. Yeah. Okay, McDonald. Collingwood have gone for uh, Kieran Knightley. Um, so he's taken over the captain from Penelbury. Um, Adelaide have gone for Dawson, which we've spoken about last week. Left field, I would have thought. Left field, see how we go. Brisbane. Uh, Brisbane, no, Johnny co-captains. Before we get there, the one that was, everyone said last year, either do co-captain or single captain, you need a pick. GWS have gone, all right, we've picked. It's Toby Green. Yep. So the much maligned Toby Green has... uh, they back him in to take him, even though he's going to either karate chop someone in the face, karate kick in the face, maybe punch an umpire. They're still backing him in to, to lead him. So and uh, and gets to the Ge- Geelong have gone old school. I love it though. Captain, vice captain, no leadership group. Yep. But the fact that Dangerfield, you couldn't name anyone other. If Dangerfield's playing in your side, they've gone with. We're not just going to pick the next generational captain. We're just going to pick the best person. The best bloke for the club. job this year. And they've gone Dangerfield. Yep. Whether he's there for another three or four, who knows how his body holds up, but they've gone, nut. Dangerfield's the captain. And uh, Brisbane, piss week, go on, co-captains. Yeah, make a decision. Make a decision. It's either Lockie Neal or uh, uh, the James Heard look-alike. And Premiership Cup. <laughs> Dylan Andrews. Not Dylan Andrews. Harris? <laughs> Harris Andrews. Um, Frio's gone, um, well, I you didn't think it was left field because they he filled in last year, but Alex Pearce. Yeah. And was a standalone vice captain yep. for the last few years. So. And uh, Angry Pills McGee is now going to lead Hawthorne. Sandra Sully, Scully, <laughs> Sicily, James Sicily. So if he can stay on the park and don't get suspended all year, um, at some point you can see him snapping. But well, he he beat up a teammate in an <laughs> internal trial. So <laughs> did you see the highlights of that internal trial? They were all bashing each other in that one. Yeah, right. I reckon. Uh, uh, What's um, Sammy Mitchell's gone out there and going, boys, let's take it for real. If you want to smash your teammates, this is the first time you can do it and it's the only time all year you can punch them in the head. Everyone was getting rough with everyone. So um, Merritt yep. took over from Essen. So all the talk of Heppel looking to retain his captaincy, which I was Scott a week later. I really I really struggle to see Heppel in their best 23. Look. Uh, He's definitely not in their best 18. So he couldn't retain the captaincy. Well, yeah, maybe that's why they said there's not a, there's a change he might not be playing. But I don't think he was that bad last year. He just looked slow. Mm. Like he looked and like he's he, been he, slow he, his entire career. Yeah, but, but he looked like he's, he's, he really slowed down this year. So maybe they changed And he's probably role. a better player than he is a person with a microphone in his face. So we have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Eight, nine, ten, eleven new captains going into twenty twenty two. Nine clubs, but mm. holy dooly, you, that revolving door you think would slow down next year? Who knows? But well, when there's, or you'd say there's not going to be nine next year because the nine clubs that haven't had captaincy changes this season aren't all going to change next year. Now, is there going to be a new captain that lifts a cup? A cup? Oh, Dangerfield would obviously be the favourite. Yeah, well. They're the favourite to win the flag. Yeah, the fact that the fact that the pre the Brisbane Collingwood played in the prelims, so there's a couple of new captains that are stepping into sides that played in prelims and grand finals and and one flag. So very very interesting. I can't remember. Yeah, I was actually staggered when I saw that yesterday. How many 
captains have changed, but big number, fresh faces everywhere. But a couple of other, if that didn't shock you, do you know what shocked me? Oh, George Costanza pulling the pin a couple of weeks out from the start of the season. Now, amazing when a blokes week after amazing they, when blokes decide that they've lost a passion for the game after doing a whole preseason. Like, now nah, I've worked my ass off, my body, I've put it through the ringer. We're now slowing down for the start of the season. Nah, I think I'll pull the pin. So that's what is it? A week after they could sign people on the delisted, yeah, the S- SSP or SPP. So Narkle who missed out because <laughs> sorry, mate, we're going to go for this country football. We don't have a spot, and so you can sign for Eston yeah, in the VFL. VFL, and then a week later you find out uh, George Costanza, which didn't want to play anymore. Which is actually like for like, but Narkle yeah. Castagna is that Ford Ford small pacey. Yeah. So Castagna's. I don't know. Is there anything? I don't know. It seems it, it seems it, odd. It doesn't seem that there's and clubs would probably get uh, hacked on if they did it. But the amount of blokes at this time of year pull the pin. Mm. It's like, well, the, like two, the two concussion ones you can understand because they that, were just that trying to different, different, different story. Like like they put a date in place and yeah. they go look. Um, we'll see that's our next point. Mm. But oh, I've lost the passion. No worries, we're going to lose the passion to pay you. <laughs> like, we're not going to. You, you just if you're a you're not going to. Now it's not as big an issue because of the mid-season draft now, so you yeah. can um, replace and and as soon as what is it March something they can upgrade a rookie straight away. But with with Castagna, uh, Castagna though, it's not a player that was not getting a game or was playing. Yeah, he's a triple premiership yeah. player and he's in their best twenty-two in, in the side and contributing. You've just lost someone from your best twenty-two at the start of the season, and he may not be as important to us, but he could be really important to Richmond's game plan with their and, forward and, ma- and everything. Yeah, just the general so makeup. As a coach, you'd be like, mm, "Serious, Thanks. mate? Serious? Mm. It took you all preseason to figure out that you had lost the passion." That's why sometimes you smell something extra. But um, there's a few other things that came up this week. Uh, have you watched Show Me the Money yet? Uh, yes. You know, it was a bit different to last season. Last well, last year they had a. Didn't we have multi five, multi yeah, episodes multi last episodes. year? This one seems like they've just mashed it into one big one. But mm. um, they did have the cameras out during what was probably the most insane trade period. History. Clearly the best trade period ever. I found it fascinating when you had the biggest trade in history and you've got the two list managers doing it over coffee and mobile phones out the front of a, a cafe, hashing yep. it out like Crips and uh, Rawlings. Yep. That was that was awesome. But um, actually seeing how much the managers have, how much they can help with a with a trade and trying to facilitate it. Well, clearly the they're, middleman to both. they're the mediator yeah. in the thing because they're... Your mate Colin Young sitting in with uh, Brisbane with what five minutes to go before trade period close, trying to nut out a huge trade for Dunkley. So um, that was, and that, that was in, it was very interesting to see, and I love watching that stuff. I reckon I'd love to see like a, um, you know how ESPN do your thirty for thirties or yep. um, something where they follow a club, a manager for the like entire year, not for just that mm. trade period. It would be sick to see. Conversations with their players, negotiations with with clubs on contracts, and because clearly some some of them mm. are last minute. Well, even even with Grundy, right up until the trade was done, 
he he still he said I wanted to be a three hundred game Collingwood yep. player. Like I'm only going because you've pushed me out the door. Yeah. And he said, Well if I'm going, I'm going like I'm contracted yeah. for all these years yeah, like on I'm a contract that I signed five minutes ago. And I remember you were saying, he, and I didn't even think about it, how they have all the 200-game players yep. up apparently at um, at Lexus Centre. And he's how how he, short of that is he? I think he's like 170, 180. So yeah. not the so, season. So would've, a season. Would've got him there to have it. So he's not going to be up there now. He's, but he is a dual, uh, dual club champion there. But um, seeing that, when they when his manager rang him, Arazio, Arazio, how do you say his name? But he looked at, uh, when he rang him, you could almost sense the emotion... With Grundy, like, like relief, it was done. But I think all you pronounce it, Robbie. Robbie. <laughs> um, but watching uh, Grundy sit there and be told the news, he had like relief, but you could tell he was probably a bit emotional. Like, yeah, oh, I, I'm gone. I'm leaving it, my mates. Yeah, it's happened, uh, but yeah, I'm leaving a job that I didn't want to leave. Um, and that's what people don't see, and that's why I really like that show because you see a bit more humility about when players leaving clubs. It's not necessarily they want to. Um, uh, the the bit of that. I didn't mind was when uh, when Colin Young was sitting down next to uh, Paul Connors. Paul Connors, yeah. And someone rang Colin Young. He's like, "Oh yeah, I'm sitting next to his manager now." <laughs> uh, and he finished the conversation, hung up, and he's just sort of sitting there. And Paul Connors is like. Well, are you going to tell me what that was? <laughs> like, clearly you're talking about my client. Like, Who are um, you on the phone to? What, do I need to do something that could that could possibly help you out and get your deal done? Like, that that bit of, not camaraderie, but, but that... Mutual respect. And yeah, and, and, well, yeah, that player's going here, but you're involved with that club with something. So is there something that I can do to... Yeah. to to make your because that's at the you end, sit, when you sit there and go, how do these deals get Cause, done? Because at the end done. of the day, you've got your client's best interests at heart, and that's what you have to worry about. But another bloke goes, well, hang on. He could he could help me next year with a with a trade because Something he owes me a favour yeah. and and yeah, just a bit of teamwork, which. You wouldn't really expect. But one, one thing that came out in that was um, Rory Lobb talking to his manager, which was, was it Paul Connors? No, Col- Colin Young. It was Colin Young. Yep. And he was talking about how he had, he goes, I reckon I would have only spoken to the coach four times this year. Yeah. And I was like, nah, that can't be right. But he, he said it like, we don't communicate. I reckon I've spoken to him four times. Your senior coach of your club that are paying you 800 grand a year because he knows you, you want to get out of here, or for whatever reason you don't have a closure. Has spoken to you four times in a year, and either and that's cap or fucking. And, <laughs> and then your football manager at the start of the trade period goes, "Well, his contract isn't required." It's like, what? Yeah, that was just them but playing there. Playing yeah, hand. well, that shits me. Yeah. That stuff, like, like the bloke wants to go. He wanted to go last year. And some people go, oh, yeah, but he wanted to go to Sydney last year. Was, yeah, his missus was living in Sydney last year. She's mi- lived in Melbourne all yeah. this year. Do you think the deal for Lobb went through if Jaeger and Mira didn't pop up at the last minute wanted to get to Frio? Because uh, they struggles. Need, they're like, we need picks. Struggles. We, we have to get rid of Lobb now and yeah. we'll use those picks to get O'Meara. Yeah. So, and that's the things you don't see because they're like, oh, geez, O'Meara wants to go to Frio. Geez, this has changed the whole dynamics of it. So a whole year around ESPN 3030 be... Mm. Fucking elite with that. 
Um, Colin Young would love that. A camera chasing him around. I'm not, not a fan. Oh, you fucking talk about loving yourself. I didn't realise uh, one of the ones on one of the managers on there was Andrew McDougal, who used to play for uh, for uh, West Coast Bulldogs and West Coast. Yeah, yeah, I kept looking at him going, "Where's his head?" And then yeah, and he's and, and he works for Colin Young. Yeah, and he was Bobby Hill's manager. Yeah. but when he they flipped up him a photo playing at West Coast, I'm like, ah. Oh. He was a high draft pick, Andrew McDougall. Was he? Yeah. A top 10? Yep. Was he a Ruckman originally? Centre forward, I reckon. I mean, with all the talk of the Ruckman, maybe we should do a top five. Because oh. they're all the way oh, about... Bring that whole, on me. The whole uh, Grundy and Gorn stuff. Top five? Yeah. Yeah, let's drop oh. a top five. Just off the what, top so of current, current list top five? Nah. Just maybe the top five of players we've seen over our life. I can't really talk about Polly Farmer or Sid. Polly uh, has to be in it. Sid Coventry. Well, I can't. We can't really talk about them. I haven't seen them, so I can't have them in oh. my top five. You can have them in yours if you want. Okay. Peter Carey. Who? Uh, excuse me. Who? You disrespectful, rubbish statement that is. All right. Well, I'm, I've got a. I'm just, I've just. Quickly. Did you Did you not see Peter Carey play? No, I wasn't. I'm born in the 80s, not the 60s like you. Um, Peter Carey played well into the yeah. 80s, if not 90s. Yeah, I was born in 86. Actually, I don't reckon he did play in the 90s. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, let's do a... Was that this a rubbish drum roll? Top I've drum five. Roll. I've got a drum roll here somewhere. Right. No. Oh, Jesus. That's not it. I turned it down. Stop playing with that. If you don't know what you're playing with, stop playing with it. The top five then, well... I'm going to start off. I'm going to do a few honourable mentions, which might get a bit... What the fuck? Maxie Gorn as a mention. No, that's not a... Maxie Gorn is a, he's a dominant ruckman now. Good tap work. Clearly in the top two ruckman in the league. Yep. Currently, um, or in my unhumble opinion. A fellow that uh, drove Port Adelaide's premiership and their success for a long time, Brendan Laid. Yep. Uh, a forgotten player who was... Extremely important. South Adelaide boy. Because South Adelaide, Brendan Laid, it was a pamphlet. Great pamphlet. Oh. Um, and not Kangaroo Island five. boy. He, as a ruckman, just a ruckman only, Sandlands, as I mentioned. He's not yep. in me top five. But 18 foot 11. Here's me top five. Starting off at fifth. Luke Darcy. Das. Das. He could ruck, he could mark, he could go forward, he could kick, he could do it all. Almost won a Brownlow, was I think Very rigid for that. Luke Darcy comes into me fifth spot. Number four was a fella that I, we would have watched a lot of ruck work and a lot of highlights of growing up. The big puss. Big Sean Wren. Ah. Uh, whipping off the knee brace in 97 to drag his side over the line in the 97 grand final. But Rennie's actual ruck work. And to the day, probably never recovered from slipping on the uh, metal plate. Uh, metal plate. Rubber plate. Rubber. Yeah. It was a metal plate, wasn't it? Yeah, it was rubber. Okay, we'll, we'll, we'll go back. We'll look over the archives. Okay. I think it was metal, and that's why his sprig slipped on it. Okay. Don't care. Number three was uh, everyone's favourite fantasy player for a long time, but uh, was a big reason why that midfield in West Coast was so good, was the big, big stiff Cox. I love big Cox. Big Dean Cox at number three. Now, these two here um, come at me. I don't give a shit. Number two, um, and mainly because these fellas won Brownlows. It's 
got to be Scotty Wine down at number two, the Footscray Bulldogs champion. Uh, just his tap work was elite, and Scotty, uh, all the all the Bulldogs fellas that played through that area, whether it was the young young one like uh, West coming through or or uh, Jose Ramiro, used to love to get a few off him. Scotty Wine at number two, and number one. I don't care if people don't agree with it. Most will. I don't know. But uh, when you come over from another country, you've never played the game before, and you come in and you become the most dominant ruckman and win a Brownlow medal, uh, Jim Steins is my number one ruckman of all time that I've seen. And uh, to do what he did and then his legacy after his playing days, helping resurrect the the Melbourne Demons financially, Pure ruck working around the ground. Jim Steins, number one. Bang. Boom. Actually, not a bad five. Yeah. Surprised you know who you, uh, Scott Wind is. Why? Oh, I was surprised you didn't say that. Oh, no, I'm too the young. The 90s to specialist. Won the 92 Brownlow, so that's long. Mm. Like back, you were six. Back when umpires used to vote on anything other than a midfielder. Well, ruckman midfielders. Well, yeah. But you could say. Uh, so a Rovers medal, we'd call it then. A Rovers medal it is now. Um, Let's see your top five. Well, in no particular order. And I've no, probably no, got no, a new... Nah, nah, nah. I did an order. You need an order. Uh, you've sprung this on me three minutes ago. Fair play. Look, um, I'm going to I'm gonna have... A, I'll do an honourable mention. Yeah? Just to shit off Port supporters. Who? Well, they claim that the AFL changed the rules because of this bloke. The mattress. Primus. Primus. Because Port Adelaide supporters claim that they changed the rules. I, no. I, I really hope Brendan Lade's above him. They, they didn't change the rules. They just started umpiring the rules, how the rules were written. <laughs> because the bloke kept on running past the ball and shepherding. They didn't change the rules. They just started umpiring the rules the right way. I, I prefer that method of if a, if a player wanted to go stand at the line and do a body-on-body ruck tap, they've now taken that out of it. Yeah, but he didn't stand on the line. He, he went past the flight of the ball and shepherded it out and kept on getting free kicks because Ruckman had hit him in the head. But now Ruckman can't even run and jump into each other. They've taken the art of these brilliant Ruckman away. Anyway, continue. That's your mention. Yeah, and that's a, a piss-take mention because he wasn't that good. <laughs> um, uh, Paul Salmon at five. Oh, I forgot the big this fish. There's a bloke that was a full forward. At Essendon, because Simon Madden was the ruckman. And because Simon Madden was the ruckman, Justin Madden had to go to Carlton because he couldn't get a game at Essendon. Um, but Paul Salmon was involved in the uh, Darren Jarman, Sean Wellman trade. Yes, got and, to Hawthorne. And then went to Hawthorne and was named their ruckman of the century. Was he? After playing a 1,000 games for the Bombers and kicking 20,000 goals for them. That's right. He never, he never played forward for Hawthorne. He just rucked them. No, he was just a ruckman. So, so Salmon. And I've got... Uh, next up, I've got Big Cox. Oh. I think you've said enough about him. Yeah. I don't need to elaborate. West Coast love Big Cox. Um, I've also got the, the puss, Sean Wren at three. Oh, he had him in there. Yeah. yeah. We're not biased at all, but... Don't, I dare say people would agree if they lived through the era of Sean Wren, wouldn't they? Yeah, I think so. Continue. Uh, my next one's Ilya Grigich from Footstray. This is that's, a shit. That's, this that's, is that's, a that's, that's, No, that was, that was a joke. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mind that. 
Um, Ilya Grigic. People get on their phone going, who the fuck is that? Who the fuck is this guy? How do I spell it? Spell yeah. it for him. Uh, oh, shit. Uh, move on. <laughs> Next one. Um, have uh, I already said Rennie? Yeah. Oh, shit. Um, That's why you got to put him in order, mate. You have yeah. to do an order. Um, well, my best... Uh, uh, Who, who's your number one, then? You, you've done about four. Um... Now you got to decide the last spot. Peter Carey's too. Who? Never played Never played uh, AFL, but played 20,000 uh, SANFL games. Was the previous captain of Glenelg before McDermott. Oh. I, I, was, uh, I wasn't alive then, so I wouldn't know. Yeah, well, you were, so. <laughs> um, and a bloke that I never saw play, but is constantly mentioned as a... As the best Polly Farmer. Polly Farmer. Yeah, if I was going to mention, if I was going to do a top five on what other people tell me is good, I would have probably had Polly Farmer Farm oh, in there, but I oh, wouldn't know. Good on you. I've gone the five I've watched. You've just gone off what every media personality's put. Oh, well, you've given me three minutes notice on, <laughs> on putting me list together, so. And it's a Same list. Look, it's one. a list. There's a lot of lot of people that think Ruckman are completely and utterly Utterly irrelevant. So those people are dickheads. The ruckman, but I still think the game they have taken away. Who, who's the, the best the ruckman. ruckman in the league today? Right current, now, current current listed player. Well, you'd have to say Gorm. Who's the second best? Grundy, probably. Yep. But I mean, the thing is, if they were on opposite, if they were not in the same team, you'd probably automatically say both of them. Yeah, because they're in the same and team. And I'd say you that go, they're oh, the. Oh, the next one, you'd probably say, maybe I'd say Timmy English. Yeah, I'd the say way English. He played, the way he yeah. played last year. Yeah. He's got to be the number one. Um, he could be jumping both of them by the, midway. The, the bloke that should be best, but his body keeps falling him is Nananui. Yeah, I mean, but tap, actual tap Ruckman, his tap work is something to behold. <laughs> when he's out there and he's firing, he's yeah. fit, he's jumping over blokes, flicking it behind his head yeah. and having midfielders run on. Imagine you had Nat Nui. At his peak in that midfield when it was Cousins, oh. Kerr, all those boys when they were at their peak. So he came in at, weren't even playing when yeah, he like came in? No, uh, maybe a couple of them in the last couple yeah. of years. But so And not to say Cox wasn't doing that, but you imagine how... Yeah, like Cox was good, but Nat Nui's... Yeah, and I mean Nat Nui was like, still and, giving and it Cox was better than, And Cox uh, was better than good. He, he played with Judd? Who? Nat Nui? Nah. No, he had already gone to Carlton. Yeah. Think so, but Nat Nui, like you said, his body—he's always probably breaking down. But um, to to say he's not the best run, he could prove everyone wrong this year. But if his body holds up and he's and he's super fit, well, prove us wrong. How are we going for time? Um, depends how you have to leave in fifteen minutes. So have a meeting, but um. There's one thing we haven't spoke of, which is starting to get a bit of traction again, is the Tassie talk. So essentially the league's going, there's one final piece, it's your stadium. Get, get the stadium up and running and you will have a team. Put your hand in your pocket, Apple Isle government, and come up with the funds, because it will be a tourism boom for them. You're going to have people coming over from Tassie that wouldn't. Every week you're going to be having fans flying into And one thing, you, one thing you know is Tassie love tourism, because it's what their entire... Mm. And it's 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 so overdue aside in Tassie. And if I, if I dare hear another person go, ah, 
it's not financially viable. You tell me GWS and Gold Coast are financially viable, they're a drain on the AFL. So Yeah, see, they may be a drain on the I think Gold Coast is the bigger drain. Hmm. GWS, you got that population in like now they they don't have the thing, but as soon as they're ingrained in the community and there's kids in those Western Sydney schools wanting to play footy. It's a long, long term. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Okay. How much can you keep floating it before you go, right, we've got to cut our losses? Mm. I, oh. Gold Coast is one that I just but can't see. But you say how can we keep floating it? Look at all the, look at all the Melbourne teams that have been propped yeah. up by the league for absolute... Sorry, not propped up by the league. Propped up by non-Victorian clubs that have come in and paid licence fees. That's another debate. Big one. Big one. Well, we got the cricket. The cricket's uh, Australia's done well in the cricket to start with, but uh, oh. I'm I'm just calling it here now. Odds of two dollars eighty right now for India to win the test. Oh, I'd be taking that because I reckon they are one, if not two, wickets away from a complete capitulation on that turning pitch. And if India can bat through and hit a two or three hundred, or even two fifty, Australia to chase on the last five. Mate, on they the barely last made it to a hundred, and you're giving them two fifty in the next hit. Oh, mate, they know that they'll, they'll play the conditions. They live it there. What they did yesterday? Yeah, just an off day. Okay. <laughs> the pitch is fucked. <laughs> if Australia have to chase on day five on that pitch, it's going to be tough. They have to get as many runs as possible. But anyway. What are we, 50 in front at the moment? Yeah. Another 50 or 100 in front? You reckon it's Bob's your uncle with a 100-run lead? No. I didn't say that. I'm just saying. I'm just. It's actually going to be a competitive bet. As we know, last test, Australia were looking good. <laughs> <laughs> it was all over by lunch, by tea. So that could be a... Yeah, but remember our captain isn't going to bowl himself when we're in a winnable position in this test. No. You mean Steve Smith, who's now captain? Isn't that uh, interesting? The bloke that should be captain. Exactly. Right. Anyway, I'm out. Thanks for the uh, chat, big fella. Everyone listening, look out for the highlights of the season, the Public and Cup, because fucking good laughs there. Who's man in the match again? Not me!